Welcome to The Grind, a church planting podcast by the Arkansas Baptist State Convention, full of practical tips, missional strategies, and personal stories to bring you insights and encouragement on your church planting journey. We're your hosts, Neil Scoggins and Greg Addison, coming to you live from Little Rock. And welcome to another episode of The Grind. We're so glad and excited that you've decided to join us on today. It is bitter and sweet, uh, more bitter than sweet, Greg. First of all, it is so good. (laughs) (laughs) I finally got a recording in the last (laughs) time or two. I've just been jammed up. So it is awesome to be back with you and our grind folks, Neil. There you go. Great. It's so good to see you. Uh, that's That's the sweet part. (laughs) Uh, But uh, it's temporary, Greg. It it is temporary. It is temporary. You just so, for those of you that don't know, Greg Addison is uh, moving on up like George Jefferson, uh, and he is no longer the executive. No, so what was your real title here? I was, I have been, and I still am for like a couple of weeks. It's <laughs> for, not for fifteen. I'm minutes. a lame duck now. I'm clearly a lame duck now. <laughs> there you go. I am the associate executive director of gotcha. the Arkansas Baptist State Convention for fifteen more minutes. Yep, and then when that right. fifteen minutes is up. Greg is, and he said it, said it in a sermon. It was so, and you know, you said it so eloquently and laid it out. I just want to get the notes from that sermon. (laughs) Greg is leaving, and I thought I knew where you were going, but you're not going where I thought you were going to go. You're leaving the state. I am. I am. You're I'm headed go- back to Tennessee. Back to Tennessee. So uh, if, to I ha- if I have to leave Arkansas, <laughs> then Tennessee is home. That's the only place I'd want to go. Gotcha. Arkansas had become home, and we love Arkansas. We yeah. really do. And uh, I have a daughter who's a Red Wolf and a son who's a Razorback, and they're Look both Cabot Panthers. And Look we, at that. And we, we love Arkansas. It's That's home. That's it. But uh, Tennessee is still home to family and friends there, so we're moving back to Tennessee. There you go. And you'll be – so you'll what? You're going to pastor church? You're going to coach a basketball team? What are you going to do? What are you gonna I, well, do, my wife says I have a, another title that nobody can pronounce and nobody knows what I do. That's, that's <laughs> so right. just like you asked, what in the world is your title here? That's what everybody asked me in Arkansas. And she says, now you have another job just like that. <laughs> there you go. So you are – now, I, am, I am now the executive vice president of the Southern Baptist Convention Executive Committee. Man, that's so. Do you get two business cards for that whole thing? <laughs> no, it's what looks like LED one. It rolls. <laughs> it just you hold it up across like a mini phone, and it rolls. <laughs> right there, you go. Man, so you're the executive vice president, yes, of the Southern Baptist Convention Executive, executive Committee. Committee. That is correct. Man, so Greg, come on, dude. We finally get you in the record, <laughs> and then you walk away. So let me ask you this: How long have you been at the Arkansas Baptist State Convention? Uh, in that, in the role. July first was six years. Six years. So I've okay, been here a long time. Yeah. And of course, everybody says, "Well, gee, I thought it was a lot longer than that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't pay any attention to them. They, you know. No, they, but it's been great. So six years. That's cool. So when you first came, when you first came to the convention, what what did you do? What was your role? You were just like the man of all everything. No, when I came, I came as this position. So gotcha. I, I was a pastor at First Baptist in Cabot. Right. Yeah. And I was serving as the uh, state convention president. That's and right. And so my first year, Dr. Amal Turner was still the executive director. Yeah. And so uh, I get elected, and a couple of months into my election in my first term as a 
state convention president. He calls me and goes, oh, by the way, I'm retiring. <laughs> oh, great. Wow. Thank you for that. Thanks, so, guys. <laughs> so uh, that, my, the role of state convention president also puts you as a member on the operating committee, which right. is the control group right. of the board of trustees for the Arkansas Baptist State Convention. So, yeah. so I was serving on that. So that meant I served on the search team. Uh, and so we called Dr. Tucker to be the uh, executive director. So my wow. second year as the convention president was Dr. Tucker's first year as executive director. Yeah. Gotcha. So he started as the executive director and I was serving at that time as the chaplain of the house of representatives. Wow. And the chairman of the board at Williams Baptist university and the Arkansas Baptist state convention president. And I'm like, <laughs> Sonny, I finished, man, I'm going to go relax and pastor my church and then reintroduce myself to them. And he's like, okay, we won't, we won't bother you for a while. We'll let you rest. Great work. 10 said, minutes later, that. 10 minutes later, he called and goes, Hey, this was really fun. Why don't you come be the associate exec? I'm like, really? Okay. <laughs> so, you know, we prayed about it. I, I never, you know, I said, I'm like, what is that job? What did that do? You know, he he's says, like, I don't know. I've know. never had one before. Come on, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay. And so he said, I'll make you one promise. And he makes jokes about it still. He says, I'll make you one promise. He said, I have no idea what we're going to do, how it's going to go, but I promise it'll never be boring. And so, yeah, well, it hadn't <laughs> been boring. Not at all. And every now and then he'll say, hey, am I still holding to my promise? <laughs> yes, Dr. Tucker, very well. Man, <laughs> it is not boring. So, wow. so I started um, uh, I started that summer six years ago as yeah. an associate exec, and so it's been great. Um, and really and truly, uh, one of the reasons I've loved being involved with the grind, and you've heard me tell the story, uh, and involved with church planning is uh, when Dr. Tucker came in and he started casting vision and he restructured and reorganized about what his vision was going to be. And then he called me and asked me, you know, would you pray about being the associate exec? There were two things that he did when he reorganized. Um, mm -hmm. He elevated church planting to its team. He took it out of just the department and the missions uh team and mm -hmm. said this needs to be a frontline strategy of what we're doing yeah. planning churches and i said i 100 percent agree with that i can do that yeah. and then he um, increased the scope and the commitment to reaching college students yeah. as a part of our essential intents of reaching the next generation and yeah. i had a heart for that too and i said that i can do if you're going to elevate church planning and you're going to reach that next generation and focus on those college students. Yeah. I'm in. I'll follow you and do whatever. And he has really done that. Yeah. Uh, you, you're a part of that, Neil. Yeah. When, when you started with the church planning yeah. team and all yeah. that, you've seen that. You know, supporting things like we do with the grind and the yeah. other things that we do to support church planting. Man, he has been all in with that. It's been a major focus yeah. of what we do, and I've gotten to be a part of that, and it's been an incredible experience. Yeah, that's uh, cool. Churches planted all over the state, cowboy churches. Um, the role that church planting has had in the movement of God in the Delta yeah. has yeah. been a life-altering yeah. experience to yeah. be a part of. So you were on the front end of that here, right? Weren't, weren't you kind of on the front end of that? You kind of saw it in its infancy. And yes. kinda, did you anticipate it doing that in the state, just making inroads, building relationships, kind of changing uh, folks' perspective on, you know, different types of churches? Did you expect all of that? Well, um, to some degree, I didn't expect necessarily the exact 
ways that it came out. But yeah. I knew, I knew, like every other person who's an Arkansas Baptist probably knows Dr. Tucker. I mean, everybody yeah. knows Dr. Yeah. Tucker. And so I knew him too. And so I knew him to be very relational, number yes. one. Yes. And I had been a beneficiary of that. Um, I moved to Arkansas from Memphis, right. my home, uh, to pastor Eastside Baptist in Perigold. Yeah, and so Terry Bostic, who yeah. was on our staff, yeah. and now is the pastor of First, First Cabot. Cabot. Yeah. He was the interim pastor there, and really at Eastside, and and so the two men that I called to ask about Eastside and about serving in Arkansas were Terry Bostic and Sonny Tucker. Wow, and so literally, I've been seeking Sonny's advice since I moved to Arkansas. Wow. Um, and, uh, and so I've known him and been the beneficiary of that relational encouragement and ministry and all that. So I knew that there would be networking and building relationships and that's a key part of what we do. Yeah. And, uh, even when I do new employee orientation on the state convention, uh, I talk to them about that. Yeah. We are beneficiaries of the trust that the people before of us have built because of those relationships. And so I knew that relational networking is a part of that and bought into that and believe in that. And the second thing I knew is that Sonny has a deep passion, an authentic passion for lost people and for every lost person. Yes. Not just a type of lost person. Exactly. Every lost person. And he says it. He says it all the time and he lives it and he means it. Yeah. He preaches in every corner of the state, in every setting of every type of church. Yeah. And again, I trust that. I believe in that. I know that's who he is and I want to do that. And so I think in a general sense, I knew that we would be building relationships and connecting in places. And in a general way, I knew that we would be planting churches all over the state in every kind of setting and all that. But to tell you that I had a vision for what God has done in the Delta, I don't know that anybody could tell you that. Maybe Jarvis Smith could tell you that because he'd been praying it, living it for so long. But I don't know that anybody else would really honestly tell you they thought God would do all the things he's done in the Delta because it's a God-sized It's straight God. Because, you know, I've been here forever, and and everybody had perceptions and barriers and all that other stuff, and there was no way any philosophical, programmatic, whatever, straight relationship. So speaking of relationship, let me move. Let me no, say one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think on that point too. I think cowboy churches and all have been a very similar effect in rural areas yeah, yeah. in South Arkansas. Yeah. So again, you're looking at places where there where there didn't seem to be a lot of move of God, and there didn't seem to be a lot of focus from Arkansas Baptists in the way there should have been. And in both those two ways, you've seen yeah. God move and reach people in unique and powerful ways. And That's when you true. think about the size our state is, and we have the second largest number of cowboy churches yeah. of of every other state in the Southern Baptist Convention. Yeah. That's a powerful thing. You're talking about a great heart for church planting. I, I think that the Delta pastors and the cowboy church pastors have the greatest understanding and passion of church planting as evangelism and reaching people yeah. of, of anybody in the state. Yeah. And they have a very similar heart in terms of we're not building big churches, we're reaching lost people, and they're raising up their own church planters and they're sending them out in an yeah. incredible way. And there is a commitment to church planting 
in the Delta pastors and in their philosophy and strategy of how they're reaching the Delta yeah. and the Cowboy Church pastors in the way they're reaching into a lot of the non metropolitan areas all yeah. over the state. And yeah. it's, it's been, I mean, it has affected me as a pastor. It's affected me as a Christian and, and I, and deepened a passion for evangelism to be able to have relationships and have worked alongside and prayed for and just watched happen what, um, what pastors are doing in, in the Delta and what Cowboy Church pastors are doing. Everybody needs a dose of what those two groups of men have. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, what's funny is, is is both of those groups, they knew what they were feeling, but they just didn't have language to yeah. put together. And church planting has given a voice and a language and a, a manifestation of, you know, hey, like you said, here's a group that, we, you know, we love Jesus too, and we want our friends that, you know, have spurs or have boots or have, you know, whatever, you know, in the inner city. Um, and we, you know, we love Jesus and we yeah. want them to know who Jesus is at the same time. Well, you know, what we do is we talk about cooperative missions together. And yeah. one of the, uh, one of the places that I preach from when I do that is in second Corinthians chapter eight and chapter nine, yeah. where, you know, they're yeah. collecting that offering yeah. and they're talking about this, these churches have stirred the heart yes. of these churches and all yeah. that. And the verse that, that I love and I have loved since I've been on the convention is when he says, I test your commitment to Christ by the zeal of others. Yeah. And one of the things we talk about, I appreciate it when I was a president of the convention, and I've been doing that for six years now, um, is that one of the reasons that you need to be involved in, a, in, in this convention like this, if you're a pastor, if you're a church planner, the reason you need to be involved is because you need to be around people, as it says in 2 Corinthians 8 about those churches, they've given themselves to Jesus mm -hmm. and then to the body. And what it means to be around a pastor who has given himself to Jesus hmm. and has such a zeal Man. that Paul says, you got to check your heart yeah. against the zeal for Christ and the gospel of Christ that this man has. Yeah. And I can tell you two things that have have been life altering for me in that, in that world to, 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 to be around somebody else's zeal. Yeah. And he probably hate me for using name on here, but Jarvis, Pastor Jarvis Smith yeah. in, in uh, West Helena. Yeah. Um, I have never, I mean, I know a lot of guys who have passion for their communities and all that. So I'm not meaning any disrespect by that. Right, right. But I've never seen a man weep and pray and bleed and plead and give his life to not let the devil have his community yes. like, like Pastor Jarvis. Man. And when it says, test your passion for Jesus and your community Jesus by the Basically, zeal of others, yeah. that is a standard of zeal yeah. that has been life-altering for me and I, need to, and I needed to check myself against. I, wow. I need to be around a man like Jarvis with his passion and the way he pastors and the way he pushes to reach people and the creativity that he develops, that's what zeal for the gospel looks like. Yeah. And I need to be around that. And then there was a meeting where we had a group of cowboy church pastors up in the conference room with Dr. Tucker and myself. And I think Jimmy Sheffield was there and these pastors were there and we're talking through it. And one of those guys has a church. He's running 400 in his church, which in Arkansas is a big that's church. That's a major right? church. Yeah. 
And he looks at Dr. Tucker and me, and he says, y'all need to help me find some church planters because I got five more communities where people are dying and mm. going to hell, and I got to plant a church. And he said, I don't care if you can give me a planter, I'll support him. Or if you just you can't find a planter, then you give me a pastor that will pastor my church, and I will walk out of this church, and I'll go plant the next one over there. If it doesn't you don't matter to me. On fire after being in a room or a conversation with somebody like that, you need to check your pulse. I'm telling you, that's the zeal. And when you're around Pastor Jarvis and you're around that pastor yeah. like that, and that's their heart, I'm telling you, it changes your life and it changes your focus of ministry. Yeah. And so um, it has been an unbelievable experience um, to be praying for, working alongside, supporting men, with that kind of zeal. That's why we need to be in a family like the Arkansas Baptist family and Southern Baptist world. Yeah. Not because of all the stuff that people argue about or whatever, right. but you need to be sitting in the table with brothers like that. You need to be in their churches. You need to be on the front line with them. You need to be in prayer meetings pleading for souls with those men because of what it does to you yeah. and what your ministry becomes because you are testing your commitment against the zeal of others, which is what Paul says to do. How do you take what you've gathered uh, relationally, uh, I, I, I hate to say that, that you're already a smart guy. We always talk about, you know, being, you being an attorney and on all of that. And my wife is in HR, so you did HR law. So, you know, I have a level of respect <laughs> for you in a way that nobody really does. Cause I know some of the stuff you have to deal with. How do you take what you've learned both relationally, intellectually, spiritually, and, infuse that into the new role with the Southern Baptist church. I mean, how do you take that? Cause I know the 20 was a 2025 vision. Can yeah. you talk just a little church sure, planters? Sure. Here's the deal. Church planters need to know we're all about strategy. We're all about vision, but they also need to know what, you know, the denominational body is saying for the next five years. So share a little bit about the, about the uh, vision 2025 that Dr. Floyd kind of laid out. I, I can do that. Um, you know, Dr. Ronnie Floyd was, is an Arkansas Baptist. Yeah. Yeah. You know, praise Yay. the Lord. Yeah. Woo pig. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, so he, you know, when he becomes the, uh, uh, the president and CEO of the Southern Baptist Convention Executive Committee, I'm yeah. learning to say all that correctly. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, he, he, Worse for a period of time, he unpacks this vision, and then COVID blows the world up, and yeah. so we're yeah. coming back into that. But I remember I was there, Dr. Tucker and myself and a couple of our executive team went when they unpacked that the first time. And yeah. I'm sitting there, it's got five points to it, and I'm sitting there thinking, that's exactly what we need to be doing, and that's exactly what we're already doing in Arkansas. Wow. And so I, you know, wow. I, I knew Dr. Floyd uh, just from relationship here and yeah. working with churches. And he's one of the pastors I knew, you yeah. know, we weren't close, but I knew him. Yeah. And so I just started sending him a text and said, Hey, that is, that was right on that. I mean, that is right on. Yeah. Uh, in my ABN hat as the editor of the ABN, yeah. that journey as I became that I've been working on a series of articles to take those five points of that vision and to show how that's what we're doing in Arkansas, and it applies. It's the same hearts what we need to be doing. Yeah. And so, uh, two of those five points I think relate directly. The all five relate directly, but especially to church planners. Yeah. You're, to yeah. get to your question now, how does it apply directly to church planners? Well, um, to show the heart 
of the leaders, I think, is what's most important to see. Like yeah. when I came to Arkansas, I needed to know what is Dr. Tucker's vision. Exactly. And exactly. as I talked about, I could buy into that because I I knew and had a sense that's exactly what we needed to be about. Yeah. So I've had that sense on this Vision 2025 deal from, from Dr. Floyd. And one of those is it is a goal in five years to plant 6,000 new churches in the Southern Baptist Convention. And yeah. that can be either a church planting its own satellite campus and we've seen a growth of that in Arkansas yes. and how that works. And yes. many times they plan it that way, but then they are spun off and become a freestanding yeah. church. But regardless, there's another spot. It's a new work. It is a new work. Yeah. It is a new corner where we're reaching more people for Jesus. Exactly. And But the bulk of that is going to be church planting. Yeah. And so... In his, just wow. like I told Dr. Tucker, wow. if you're about reaching the next generation and you're about church planning, I'm all in. Yeah. So Dr. Dr. Floyd calls a month ago. We start talking about it. And I said, look, you don't have to explain to me your vision. I was there when you unpacked it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And if that's what you're pursuing, I can do that because yeah. my, I, I'm all in with church planning. We got to have more churches reaching more people for Jesus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's no such thing as too mean churches. That's right. We're too That's far behind right. That's, population oh to number of churches. We, we need more people sharing Jesus. And so uh, so I think if you're a church planner out there, you're an Arkansas Baptist church, you're wondering about should I uh, uh, – Tim Wicker and Neil Scoggins, all these guys keep calling me, asking me to – you know, sponsor a church plant. Do I want to keep taking those phone calls and harass me to do that? Do I want to do that? Yes, you want to do that. Yeah. Because if you think about it, uh, Dr. Floyd at the SBC level has laid down the vision we're planting churches. It's clear. At the ABSC level, Dr. Tucker has laid down the vision we are planting churches. That's it. And so um, this is the strongest church planting organization in evangelical life in America. That's right. Southern Baptists. That's right. Arkansas Baptists. And right. we're in this together yeah. and we're doing that. And so I think it, it is not a hard transition for me in terms of vision because it feels like the same vision to me. It feels wow. like we're doing exactly the same thing. Yeah. And it feels like the things that we've learned about church planting as we've seen God create this church planting movement in Arkansas yeah. are things that equip me to go be an encouragement about those 6,000 new church plants across the Southern Baptist Convention. Yeah. The other thing uh, that's a part of, directly a part of church planting is, is, is encouraging men. God is calling you to plant a church. You can't plant 6,000 new churches without 6,000 new church planters. That's right. Right. That math it's, is it's not real hard. Math. There you I'm go. not a math guy, but that math is not real hard. Right. right. There you go. And so one of his point of five points is a direct focus on calling out the called. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's going to have a direct impact on church planting. And again, again, Neil, you've been a part of this in Arkansas Baptist life. You think about things like explore your call. Yes. Yes. That has been an emphasis that's yeah. come from Dr. Tucker's heart that's and right. reaching the next generation and, and calling out the call, however you want to say that. Yeah. Explore your call. We've been working with um, 
you know, uh, our BCMs and, and Warren Gassaway and Seth Tucker have been working with students on yeah. the call to ministry. We've been talking to pastors about including your invitation, the call to ministry. There you go. There that you that go. needs to happen again. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I've had a chance to be along with Dave McClung and Tim Wicker and all these different guys when they go to Washita and Williams and have – church planting informational meetings. Yeah, so if you're yeah. a Baptist student at Williams or Washita and you're gonna even if you're gonna be an accountant, so what? You're gonna be an accountant in Little Rock or Jonesboro or somewhere, we can have more churches there. That's so right. so learn about church planting yes. through your BCM or through Williams or Washita, be a part of that. When you get that job in Russellville or, you know, Conway or wherever it is then come be a part of a core church plant team. Yeah. Invest your life and so it's that calling out the called. So again, it feels very natural to me in terms of that vision. Yeah. Because I feel like what we're doing here is exactly what Dr. Floyd is calling Southern Baptists to do. Gotcha. And so I just I don't even feel in some ways it's that different for me to step right in and just be a port be a part of supporting that call yeah. to that vision because it's what we're doing in Arkansas and yeah. it is what God has called us as believers. Christians, yeah. believers, yeah. pastors, yeah. and certainly as Arkansas Baptists, Southern Baptists, uh, to be a part of. And so it's it's it just feels in many ways very natural. It feels like God is at work in a lot of ways That's cool. to really bring Southern Baptists and Arkansas Baptists to bring us in line. We've been feeling that here in Arkansas. We've been seeing God do those incredible yes. things, and I think he's calling the Southern Baptist Convention to that also. And since I really am an Arkansas Baptist and I believe in us, I can just go tell everybody, y'all <laughs> go catch what, up with us in Arkansas. You, <laughs> that's you know, right. We, we, we know what guys call us to do. Y'all, the rest of y'all, come on, catch <laughs> just, up with come us. Come on, we've been doing I it. I mean, jump in. The water's fine here. Come on, <laughs> man. Right. Watching God bring revival is good. Y'all come on in you with us. You know what? We're kidding about that. But here's the deal. Now, you go back to when Dr. Floyd was uh, Southern Baptist Convention president and what he prayed for. Uh, spiritual awakening, uh, uh, spiritual rev revival, and that deal. And then you lay out the vision 2025. They At first, I was thinking, that's two different things. He may have come up with the whole spiritual awakening and revival and stuff, and then this is real good over here. Don't you see both of those matching together? You cannot yes. have church yes. planting. You cannot have reaching right. until you start with that spiritual awakening yep. revival kind of take place. So Dr. Floyd is really just expanding, yep. you know, what he started That's as right. a Southern Baptist Com that Convention That is president. so right, Neil. And uh, it's awesome that you brought that up for guys to hear that. Uh, again, I'm serving as the president of the Arkansas Baptist Convention. I'm still the pastor of First Cabin. Dr. Mm -hmm. Floyd starts calling pastors these prayer meetings and so the first one i went to i went to one in dallas and there okay. were a number of arkansas baptist pastors there mm -hmm. ronnie deals there archie mason was there there were a wow. number of different guys we just all kind of ended up there yeah. on our own and and then we're praying together and that kind of deal and it was powerful it was life-altering pastors coming together for the purpose of praying for revival and spiritual awakening yeah uh when i became um the associate exec and we were working through that. Dr. Tucker's heart was for prayer. And so he asked Dr. Floyd to lead one of those in Arkansas. 
Gotcha. Okay. That's okay. how that started. This gotcha. year we said it was the seventh annual, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Well, the first one, Dr. Tucker asked Dr. Floyd to lead one of those. And uh, and so I had the privilege of just being one of the presenters on that one. I hadn't yet stepped into my role. I was We were sort of transitioning towards that. But gotcha. I presented on one of the little sessions before the you know, before we start praying. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was my entree into that. And I just became a part of that and was blessed in my role to work with Jimmy Sheffield and the prayer team. And as we're praying and calling pastors to pray, and as that begins to take hold and pastors begin, that becomes 350 pastors praying for revival. And then it (laughs) steps into the annual meeting. Yeah. And we start adding that into the flow of the annual meeting and the evangelism conference. And then God starts raising up these church planners in the Delta, the cowboy church thing we're talking about starts to happen. I don't think it is an accident at all. Yeah that those parts of revival begin after pastors at a mass committed level have invested themselves in praying for revival and spiritual awakening. And so Dr. Floyd is now bringing that to the, uh, to the Southern Baptist executive committee. He is asking the convention to affirm that there's not a place uh, in any of the agencies, they all pray because right. they're followers of Jesus. But right. but there's not a place that has the responsibility of calling us purposefully to praying for revival and spiritual awakening. So gotcha. he's asking for the executive committee to be given that task by Southern Baptist. So somebody has it. Gotcha. Right? Okay. And so again, it feels very natural, and it feels like what you're saying is exactly how it works. Yeah. And so to have experienced the growth of the prayer movement in Arkansas. Yeah. The unity around gospel mission in Arkansas and the church planting movement exploding in Arkansas and revival in the Delta, revival in places where cowboy churches reach and stuff like that. Yeah. The growth of of evangelism through disaster relief, the yes. growth of evangelism through yes. our BCMs. Yeah. Those things happening it is not an accident that pastors are gathering and praying together, that associations are having association-wide prayer, prayer meetings, That's right. that pastors are leaving these pastor meetings and are calling their churches to pray. Yeah. It is not an accident at all. Yeah. If God is like, finally, you guys got your stuff together, yeah. and you started praying like you're supposed to be praying, and now I'm going to work because I know you are depending on me to work. Because we were doing That's the what other happens. way around. We, we were doing, yeah. we were going, hey, God, I designed this this horse or this Please car. Please bless this. Yeah, bless what I've done. He's like, you don't get it, yeah. so I'm just going to sit here with my arms folded. No, it is an incredibly, again, it's a life-altering experience to sit in this seat like you and I have had the chance to do and watch how God orchestrates these and the order and the pattern that he puts it in place and it, how it impacts us and calls us to our proper order and role as pastors and as leaders. Yes, yes. It begins yes. with praying for revival and That's spiritual it. awakening. Think about, and now you think about Dave McClung. You yeah. know, we've had these deals where we've talked with him about his pattern in planning his church. Yeah. And they start with prayer. prayer. That's they right. St- all that. That's because... He, you, me, all of us have been in this journey where we have been learning that God responds to prayer and we can't put 
um, we can't put the cart before the horse, so to speak. That's right. Uh, We have to come to him first, and we have to be dependent on him, and we have to seek his vision, and how does he want to do it, and where is he going to work, and we follow that rather than, like you said, bring this thing to him and ask him to bless it. Yeah. And we're seeing all that happen, and I feel like that is part of what – I mean, I'm not equipped to do this job that – I've been given. I don't know. What, I don't, whatever. I don't know how to do it. Whatever. What all I know is <laughs> I've been here and paid enough attention to learn what God has been teaching us all, and I have that to bring to what we're doing. Yeah. Who, who's, who's that uh, experiencing God? Is that experiencing God? Yep. Figure out what God is doing and then just get in a wave. Yep. Just take off with it. Yep. Uh, and I think that's, I think we have been able, and I don't want to get all deep and philosophical, but we have been able to see God's hand move in such a major way over small things that we couldn't do yep that yep. now yep. it's it's fleshed out in vision 2025 yeah. yeah that's just the because here's the deal if he would have just come up with that off the top of his head that it's a great idea but it may not necessarily be a god idea you know what right, i'm saying right god's hand wouldn't be i can put my hand on my hand in a golf club is a weapon you know, golf club in my hand. It's just, a, that's all it is. I'm digging up dirt and, you know. Somebody's going to the hospital, right? <laughs> right. And They're going to get me. hit with a golf ball or the club's going to slide right. out of your hand or something, right? That's right. Ask Marcus Brown. I golfed with him, so somebody did get hurt. But but when I put what I believe, you know, when I put it in his hands, so I'm basically yeah. saying, you know what, God, my life is, my yes is on the table. Yeah. And we're taking off from there. Well, I think it's incredible uh, for the experience that we've had to see all these things happen. And it's it's yeah. really an honor and very humbling uh, to, to just be another guy who gets a chance to encourage other people, other church churches, other pastors, other Southern Baptists in other states yeah. uh, to experience and be a part of what we're doing in Arkansas. Yeah. And it's, it's what God is doing. And so jump in and call out the called and, and support church planning and become a sponsored church. And, and your church can, you know, you can say, hey, you only need 5999 now because I'm going to take that one. Yeah, yeah. And every church yeah. can do that. There are yeah. 6,000 churches. They may not think they can do it, but there's way more than 6,000 churches that can go, hey, take one off the board I'm going to do one. That's it. That's it. Like the defensive back, hey, you know, or defensive coach. You know what? Give me one tackle. Give me one. Give me one strip. Give me one whatever. That's right. Give me a. Give me a. Give me a Hispanic church plan. Give me a cowboy church. Give me That's right. whatever we need. Every one of them. Let's yeah. go. I, I'm going to take one off the board. I got this one. There you go. Encourage somebody else for the next one. Was it you that penned the phrase moving the ball down the field here at the convention? Well, I guess at the convention, it was kind of funny that that's a surprise. <laughs> I've heard that thing my whole life. Of course, I grew up playing football and basketball yeah. and baseball and all that. You there know, you so they talk, that's what they talk about, that running back, that you know, that fullback that hits the pile that's and right. moves the pile. That's right? it. Yeah. And I didn't – people act like they never heard that before. I thought, <laughs> well, y'all really don't play football in Arkansas. Uh, I, I know that's true. No, so. we don't. <laughs> we play uh, at it. We just woo, don't play. Yeah, right. there you go. So. And for the record, Greg's got his – he's converted real quick. He went all the way back and got his volunteer mask on. <laughs> so he's still with his volunteer mask. I got it, bro. So you put, hey, man, that's my roots now. I got I the got diploma you. on the wall. <laughs> Right. All right, I'm a graduate. I paid tuition. I can wear the mask. You can wear right. the mask. There you go. Yeah. We're not going to tell you where I can pay tuition and can wear a mask. That's a whole different podcast. That's a whole different podcast. So two questions I want to ask you before we let you. This is good stuff, man. One, 
How is the relationship between you and Dr. Tucker? Oh, it's excellent. <laughs> it is excellent. Because I want to know when you, this is, okay, this is a Neil question. Yeah. When you went in and said, hey, um, I want to talk to you about something. What, what did he say? Dude, he was awesome. Was I, I can't really? even tell you how awesome he was. Yeah. Um, I always took the approach. Uh, when I was a staff guy uh, at Bellevue, one of the guys who was my mentor came and said, look, Greg, we you know, we know you were called to preach, but we want you to be here. we got these things for you to do. And he said, here's the deal. We're going we're gonna to support you and pay you and all that. If God moves you, I can't do anything about it. But if I create a situation where you have to move, that's on me. And so Ooh. he said, we want to do this where God moves you. That's how we want to treat our staff. Wow. That's the way they treated us. So, wow. and, so, and, then, and so then when I came in and said, well, this church in Arkansas is calling me a pastor, they were great because they knew it was God moving, and that's what he does. He orders the soldiers around the battlefield. Yeah. He's the general. Yeah, right? yeah. So I tried to pastor that way with my guys. And, gotcha. And I think Sonny may not say it that way, but Dr. Tucker has that same heart. Gotcha. And so he was great. Yeah. He, he said, man, I'm going to pray with you about it. I'm, I'm excited for you. Let me, you know, let's work through that. He said, clearly we want you to stay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, and he said, but, you know, hey, I'm with you too. If God is moving, if God's doing those things, he's the general and he issues a marching orders. Yeah. And so it was great. I can't tell you how great he's been. Um, way more gracious than I deserve or have earned uh, he was incredible. Wow. And, um, and he just, he's been supportive. He's been praying. He's like, how can we transition for you and help Golly. after my, felt like God had called. Yeah. How can we help you? How can we support? I was in a meeting earlier today and he wouldn't let me leave the room without saying, what can we do to help you? That, but that's him. That's though. what he did. That's him. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, the cool part about that is you, you're teaching a real lesson to church planters because a lot of times church planters leave existing situations in a wrong way yeah. because yeah. they were not either honest with themselves. They didn't, they bulked against whatever mm -hmm. leadership. And you know, the Bible says, and I'm not trying to get preachy. The Bible says, whatever man sows, he's going to reap. Mm -hmm. And however you sow to the leadership that you are under, you're going to get that guy back. Mm -hmm. And I had him in my church mm -hmm. and I, I'm, t I'm telling yeah. I'm not telling you what you what I heard. I'm telling yeah. you what I know. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's what makes that transition a little easier. It, it is. And yeah. I would encourage pastors to really be uh, like those examples I've just described. The, yeah. the, the guys that I learned from, from Dr. Tucker, be a friend to pastors, be yes. a support to your leaders, and, and realize God issues the marching orders, not us. Right. And so be a part of encouraging and, and being a part of that deal. Because ultimately, all of us, when we're called into ministry, whatever that ministry is, he is the general. We're not. That's right. And so we're going to have soldiers that we love serving beside. And we're going to have um, people that we love serving for us and with us yeah. on our staffs or lay leaders for church planners, yeah. like that part of your plant team. And, and, and it's exactly what you said. You, you reap what you sow. So if you sow the right seeds, man, God's going to bless you. And if you are an encouragement and you freely send people out, he's going to send you more people to train because he knows he can trust you with That's them. That's right. That's right. And it's incredible how much you see that. And, yeah. and I've watched Dr. Tucker as guys have transitioned out here like Dave McClung and other yeah. guys and yeah. how graciously he's handled that. And it's always a little intimidating when you know you kind of have to go, 
okay, well, I, I've had this conversation a couple of times now. It's a real thing. I better go let Dr. Tucker in on this deal, yeah. you know. It's always a little intimidating. Man. You think, How's it? I'm telling you, I didn't have any fear and any concern. Yeah. He could not be more – I can't imagine he could, weigh, he could be more gracious. Golly. And, and it's hard. It makes it hard to leave. Yeah. Um, that was the whole plan, Greg, is make it hard to leave. It, it, and he did it well. <laughs> he, made, he made it really hard to leave. The, I've talked about the vision was great and, uh, and his support of us and how we work is great. Yeah. And the things that are going on in Arkansas, the people I get to serve with, uh, really, it's a, it's a sad deal. It's my last grind, man. Yeah, it I, is. That's terrible. My that's last terrible. grind. I, that's terrible. <laughs> I don't want to. In fact, I, I, this weekend, this is a true story now, this weekend, I've got all my, like, ABSC logo shirts, and I'm trying to put them in a box because we're trying to move and all that, and I get to my grind oh, short sleeve shirt, yeah. and my wife says, are you going to pack that? I, no, I earned this one. I'm go. part of the grind. That's my people. I, I'm wearing that one proudly. I'm wearing it to the SBC offices. There you go, man. You, and when you That's don't true, wear it. That is a true story. When you don't wear it, put it in that frame. You better believe it, over it man. Your... I'm always part of the grind. I better get Get an invite sometime to come back again. Uh, this better not be the last time I'm ever on this. Now, now, I'm Greg, come we, back and haunt you, Neil. If my mic will just go off in the middle of it. I'll be talking. <laughs> so we have to interview you after you get in the new Absolutely. in the new come duds on, there because we know people in high places. Hey, man, That's this the is deal. my people right yeah, here. Yeah, the my grind people. and our church planters. That's man. it, this man. It. That's it. Speaking of grind and church planters, I don't know if you spoke into or were able to speak into um i cannot do this by myself there's no way i could do it by myself so the powers that be got together and they threw some dust in the air like lebron james at the scores <laughs> table and <laughs> poof and then all of a sudden uh, it was not LeBron James, but it was James Harden's picture. <laughs> Fear, the beard. Fear, Fear the, the beard. Fear the beard. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And and a church planter extraordinaire that started probably six or seven years ago planting a church. I met him. I don't know how long ago I met him. Uh, I, when did I meet you, Chance? And I don't remember. Chance, a newborn, is going to join us on the grind. So, party, celebrate, party right here. It's awesome, yeah, man. Yeah, cue that the party an, music. That is such an upgrade from Greg to Chanson. Oh, my goodness. No, it it's is not awesome. Yeah, no, it it's is. not. It is awesome. It is We're awesome. We're going to miss you. We're going to miss you. Yeah, yeah. We are going to miss you, man. Well, We're you. But Chanson, newborn. We're excited that you are joining us on the ground. How you feel, man? Man, I'm excited about it. Yeah. Nobody Glad will get here. the James Harden joke until later on. So in the show notes, we're going to put a picture of James Harden next to Chance. <laughs> they're going to pull me up on Facebook. And, yeah, that's and what, see they'll the look picture. at it yeah. and they'll go, yeah. that's really him. Fear the beard. They're fear the beard. No, Chanson <laughs> has done, I don't know how many of our listeners know Chanson, but he has done an incredible job as a church planner. Yeah. Uh, raised up church plan. I mean, he has been a part of that movement that we talked about, God in, in, in the Delta and all. And he yeah. is one of those guys. 
when you talk about uh, check your commitment to Jesus by the oh, zeal man. of others, Chanson man. is a zeal guy. For real. I'm telling you, he is a standard of zeal for Christ in the gospel. And so, Chanson, we're glad you're part of the ABSC team. You've always been part of the family. Now you're part of the team. And now you're part of the grind team. Oh, this you. is the pinnacle of ABSC life That's right it. here. This is the holy of holies. Of the grind. <laughs> That's right. It's the holy of holies, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful to be a part of uh, ABSC and be a part of the grind. I've been recruited to be a part of <laughs> You were highly recruited, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take my talents from Forest City and bring them into it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Greg, your shoes are really big, and uh, it's really big shoes to feel. Uh, but uh, we're going to do our best. I think we're going to have oh, fun. You're we're going to have fun. Great. You're yeah. going to be great. But it's Greg, thank great. you so much for being a champion for church planting. And yeah. church planters, you have been incredible, incredible. Yeah. And so I just want to personally thank you for, for all that you've done for church planting and ABSC. Uh, well, uh, I'm just you a so cheerleader. You, you guys out in the uh, planting the churches and, and calling out those church We're planters are the you. guys that have done it. So yeah. thank you. I, I, you. It is an honor to have been uh, just a cheerleader yeah. and yeah. Uh, watch what God's yeah. done. It's incredible. And uh it's great to be. I'm still a cheerleader, so I'm going to cheer you on now. Yeah, there you Chanson, go. <laughs> as you, uh, as, and you have so much great stuff to bring uh, oh, with your experiences. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. were there. You know what it feels like. You know what the prayer times alone with the Lord are when you're either pleading or asking why or, <laughs> uh, you know, all those things. You're there, the victories when those people get saved that you've yes. been praying for, and you're really in part of our mind think, He'll never get saved. <laughs> and you're like, Been look there, what God that. does, yeah. you know, oh, and man. look at that. You you got Been all there, that, and you that. bring that to yeah. And I know you're going to be an encouragement to our church planners because you've been in their seat and had those journeys. Yeah. 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 That's going to be cool. So t- a little bit back about my journey. Uh, yeah, where did you come from? Dude? Yeah. <laughs> from the backwoods of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. So, so uh, seven years ago, um, I was a worship pastor at a church, and we were traveling home, which is Forest City. And uh, and as I would just, you know, I w- I'm at home and um, having interactions with my classmates and friends, and I began to think uh, God just placed a burden on my heart about my classmates and my friends and how far from God they were. Yeah. And uh, so my wife and I, we just started fasting and praying and asking God, what what's next? What is this restlessness that, that I'm I'm having. And, uh, and so, um, make a long story short, uh, we began to pray about planting a church in Forest City and we parachuted in, for, for, in Forest City. And Forest City is my, Jerusalem is my home. Yeah. And uh, we planted a church there seven years ago. And during the process of the church plant, I was invited to join the, the uh, church planting team part time. And um, emphasis in the Delta, re- yeah. identifying, recruiting guys, and training them as they, uh, an- you know, answer the call to church planting. And uh, here recently, within the four, four or five months, I've uh, joined the team full time. Yeah, uh, on the church yeah. planting team. Uh, Full time. And raised up a guy in the meantime. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? So the church is still. That's what we were talking about. Yeah. One of those guys. That's it. So, um, yeah. So raised up a couple of guys there. And my successor is still leading the church. Yeah. He's still leading the church. And the other guy going somewhere else. Yep. Yeah. And uh, another guy recently went through the assessment retreat. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so, man, I'm excited about uh, this journey that God has has me on here um, with uh, Arkansas Baptist State Convention church planting team. So I'm, now I'm going to tell you this. If you're going to sit, you know, you won't be able to sit in Greg's seat with, you know, <laughs> no. or take his place. Uh, well, you can put your feet next to his shoes, but they're not that big. A couple of things you got to know about the grind. Number one, Greg typically brings a yellow legal pad and will scribble throughout because he's an attorney in his former life. So he, you oh, know, yeah. still, so you got to do that. The other thing is this, Greg is highbrow. So you got to bring a vocabulary word, you know, because you don't notice early on, for those of you that were listening, uh, Greg used the word entree. It was my entree. I, I, what the heck is an entree? Is that like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, so, yeah. That's so you got to bring before the, you eat dessert. There you go. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. <laughs> there you go. But he used it in, you know, that was my entree. Okay. He's and, being yeah. obsequious. <laughs> Boom. There it is right there. <laughs> Where's my dictionary? <laughs> I don't know what he just said. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Google. Yeah, Google, there you go. Yeah, Google on deck. We didn't need Google. We had Greg. There you go. <laughs> that was it. So I'm just, man, I'm excited. I'm so excited for a lot for a lot of reasons. I'm excited for the direction of the Southern Baptist Church, for the Southern Baptist Convention. I'm excited for church planting being elevated oh, yeah. to the Absolutely. place that it is. That is just going to be just so amazing. I'm excited for the grind. I, Greg, we hate to see you go see yeah. you every day. Uh, and a lot of people don't know this, but Greg thinks I'm playing when I say this, but I'm very serious. I love preaching, but I really love good preaching. And Greg is an awesome preacher. Oh, I have stolen more from Greg than I have taken from anybody else. Uh, Greg can give you a devotion that will turn into a series in my church. And yeah. I am, I'm just grateful for that. Grateful for just the, the things that I learned from you just by osmosis where I was looking, we were looking for a long, we would laugh before we would record. <laughs> we would laugh after we record. So yeah. uh, just excited about that. But the cool part is, you know, Chanton and I've been knowing each other for a very, very long, long time. time. So God is just kind of bringing some things full yeah. circle. So yeah. don't answer your phone when we call Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Always, <laughs> man. Always. We're gonna we're gonna catch you and, yeah. and make sure that you're yeah. on the grind. Thank, you, thank so. you for that. It's very gracious. Yeah. And uh, it it is exciting to if you think about over the trajectory of this. So I've I've had some time to kind of walk through, just praise the Lord through what the experiences were. Yeah. Over these six years, but you I mean just think about chance of being here. What it means for Arkansas Baptist life. The, the, yes. The extent of the planting church planting movement. Yes. That the next co-host of the grind that talks about church planting is a successful church yeah. planter yeah. in Arkansas planting movement and has raised up other guys planting churches. Right, and he's the guy with you host. You've also planted, and so it's. But you think about what that means for Arkansas Baptist life and where the status of church planting is. Yes, it's now not guys like me who are talking about what it could be. <laughs> it's yeah. guys that know it that and get it, it and yeah. live it and see it and have been in it and can really equip it who are leading it. And that is what a journey that is over where it was six years ago and what it is now. And just yeah. to watch that is unbelievable. So that's just, that's, that's cool. Great. I'm excited about it. I know I'll, we'll continue to keep you in our prayers. We'll be Thank praying you, for you. Thank you. Uh, if you are a church planter, if you are a pastor, uh, if you are a lay person, if you're going to school and you're just considering church planting, the grind is your place to come connect, 
learn, grow, plant, and just allow God to use you in a very special way. So thankful for Greg. So thankful for Chance and for all that uh, uh, is about to happen here on the grind. So again, Greg, we're going to miss you, but uh, we will indeed be calling you and uh, be and Greg. On, on a, you know, we'll we'll be leaving you today, but uh, this is your final. We're going to let you end by saying, "Keep grinding." So we're going to let you let you end it. Come on, so, Greg. So also, listen. If you need more information about uh, the Arkansas Baptist State Convention or even uh, a a reference letter from Greg Addison. No, I'm playing. <laughs> hey, I'm good for all that. Yeah, he's good for all of that. Or more information about the grind or information about church planning, make sure you email us at thegrind at absc.org. Greg, we're going to end with you. Blessing to you, Arkansas Baptist, and keep grinding. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Grind. We hope you learned something new and found some encouragement along the way. To learn more about church planting in Arkansas and to find more resources, visit absc.org and click the church planting tab. Be sure to rate and review us if you like what you heard. Until next time, keep grinding.